welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe, and I have a story for you guys today. But first, Robin, how's life? I'm good. I got a tree. You did get a tree. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't my thing in the last episode, because I needed to tell you about my completely Tr- podcast-related nightmare I had. Yes. Uh, but no, I got a tree, and like I half-cut it myself. And your dad half cut it himself? Yes, yes. And then I have this really cute photo because my mom, like, lifted the tree. And there's this really cute photo of my parents that I want to frame because, like, they're both holding the tree. And my mom has her, like, Rosie the Riveter arm up. It's so cute. Anyway, and might be allergic to trees. And now I have cuts all over. Yay! Yay! Christmas! How are you, Zoe? Oh, well, I'm good. Um, So... I I mentioned in the last episode that I was still doing my notes this morning, Mm -hmm. and I blame it 100% on Kari, because, okay, so we started playing this game together, and it's called Satisfactory, okay? So you are people on an alien island where you are building a factory, okay? Are you aliens? We're humanoid. The alien, the animals in the trees are alien. Okay. So I mean, technically, yes, we're aliens f- to the planet. Uh huh. But we're humanoid. Okay. But you, we're like wearing suits, so you can't really see our faces. Okay. And Kari was like, the day after Thanksgiving, he's like, "Hey, let's play." So Kari was working, but he can work from home, and he can play a little bit while he is working because all he has to do is be able to stop to take phone calls mm-hmm. and he was like hey let's play a little bit to see if you like it and i was like i know i'm gonna like it i like this type of game and he's like oh let's see what let's see we played for nine and a half hours straight wow yeah nine and a half hours straight and it's so cute because Kari keeps, like, taking photos of us playing it and, like, bragging about it to his friends. And all of his friends are like, your girlfriend's playing a factory game with you? What? And I'm just like, what? But apparently, like, it's this huge deal amongst his friends that I'm playing this with him. Really? Yes. And I find it so cute. It's a little bit misogynistic. But... (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's really cute, and we've been playing that a lot together, and so I try to play with him as much as I can, mm-hmm. but also I have to, you know, edit episodes and do research notes and all of that, Yeah. which um, this one took quite a bit of research. So this is a two-parter, right? Yes. So this episode is going to be a two-parter. Um, we're going to get into your something-something soon, mm-hmm. but I do want to forewarn people that this is part A. Mm-hmm. You may have seen, so I have an obsession with even numbers, so mm-hmm. this will not be episode 40 and 41, this will be episode 40A, and the next one will be episode 40B, Okay. so I don't have to switch to the odd numbers. All right. But, Robin, you have something something for us? I do, it's a something southern. Okay. It's a quiz. Oh, God, okay. It's like a fill-in-the-blank quiz, because okay. I didn't want to come up with options. Cheetahs, avocados, gophers, left, and Philippines. What I'm doing, I am assigning each. I haven't, like, divided up a point system. So okay. my phone right now, I am typing out random numbers that correlates to each question I 
ask you and how many points you get if you get that right. Oh. Or how many points negative if you get it wrong. Oh. So I'm going to do a lot of math. Okay. Okay. So the quiz is what state was this celebrity born in? It I'm is... going to get it <laughs> so wrong. It's st- all states that we cover, okay? Okay. And some of the states... Okay, one of the states overlaps. What state was Oprah Winfrey born in? Georgia. No. And in fact, you got negative five points already. Thank you. So, okay, I'm going to put a negative five. All right. <sighs> what state was she born in? Oh, yeah, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, what state was Ellen DeGeneres born in? Florida. No, that was Louisiana. You're at negative 20 now. Thank you. <laughs> what state was Britney Spears born in? This one's easy. Texas? No. It's Mississippi. How is that one easy? It's because her family is, like, known to be from Mississippi. No, I've literally never heard that before. You're at negative 46 points Thank you. <laughs> Beyonce. What state was Beyonce? Come on, okay. North Carolina? No! Goodness. Robin, I don't know these people. <laughs> Aziz Azari was born in South Carolina. He was, but he's not on the list. Well, but, that's the only one I know. Hey, listen, you were at 100, negative 115, but because you know where Aziz Ansari was born, I'm going to give you plus 15. Now you're only Thank negative you. 100. Thank you. <laughs> okay, this one... I'm going to give you a hint for this one. It's Julia Roberts, but before you say anything... I thought she was born in England. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't let me know. I want you to think that you know this yourself. I know where she was born because my... Well, I mean, I saw it online, but, like, my dad knows where she was born. So, Georgia? Yes! Let's see how many points that gets you. (laughs) That gets you plus 45 points. Thanks. So you're only at negative 55 now. Oh, you yeah. You're way up to a clean zero. <laughs> okay, okay. We've done all those. Tina Turner. Please tell me you know who she is. I do not know who Tina Turner is. Rolling on the river. You're simply the best. We don't have rights to these. No. Do you know the song The Best? No. Do you know where she was born? Guess. Hey. Texas. No. Close. I'm going to get you a second guess. And it starts, it sounds like Texas at the beginning of the word Texas. Tennessee? Yes! Oh, my God. Look at you, and that's that's plus 78. So that's 55 plus 78. You are at positive 23, young lady. Thank, thank you. You are so welcome. You have one question left. This is a great star. We like her. We like a lot of her movies. This uh-huh. isn't you guessing who the star is. This is Sandra Bullock. I thought she was born in Canada. I thought yeah. she was Canadian. Is she not Canadian? You know, I kind of thought she was Canadian, too. This is where they're born, though, not where they're raised. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Where was Sandra Bullock born? It's not a na- It's not a state you've named yet. Louis, no. It's north. Arkansas. North. Virginia. Yes! (laughs) You have... I'm waiting. You have 
55 points. Thanks. You're a winner. Thanks. I think I feel guilty from when I just gave you so many. <laughs> Such a horrible quiz that you like got negative and stuff. So I now think, I think this was an equally horrible quiz. I understand that now. <laughs> I'm going to refrain from pop culture quizzes for you Thank from you. now often. But now listeners know where these people were born. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I swear Sandra Bullock is Canadian. I actually do think she is, but I saw on a website that she <laughs> was born in Virginia. I actually am Googling that now just to make sure. If she... Because she is... You can be Canadian and still born in Virginia. Can you? She was born in Virginia. Is she Canadian? Yeah, no, she's not Canadian. Wow. She's what American. Is- Okay. I think the well, reason what about you... the Julia Roberts? She's British, isn't she? No, that's not her. I don't know who you're thinking. I think the reason you think Sandra... Have you seen the proposal? Yes. The reason you think Sandra Bullock is Canadian is because she plays a Canadian character oh, in the wow. proposal. Wow. You have associated the two together. Isn't Ryan Reynolds also Canadian? Ryan Reynolds actually is Canadian, okay. which is funny considering he plays the American helping the Canadian, when oh. really it's, the it's reversed, way. yeah. Hold who's Julia Roberts then? Is that not the grandmother in Princess Diaries? Oh my god, you're thinking, okay, oh my god, you're thinking <laughs> Julie Andrews. Oh, who's Julia Roberts? She played in Pretty Woman. What? Yeah, she played in Eat, Pray, Love. She made me want to eat all the... Oh, all the, the mom in Little Women. Not Little Women. I said Pretty Woman. Oh, Very I've never different seen Pretty movie. Woman. Okay. I don't even know what Pretty Woman is. It's about a prostitute. Here she is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. I do recognize that face now. Yeah, she's a, a, an incredibly famous face. I really, I tried to pick people. Robin, I, I don't know pop culture. And that wounds me. <laughs> okay, so that was my something Southern. Dear listeners, I apologize for the pain that you just went through. <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to get that out of the way. Yeah. Because I'm telling you a terrible, 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 terrible story. Okay. So, trigger warning at the beginning of this. This is definitely an episode that's going to be marked explicit, just letting you know. I don't really know what trigger to put this under. Mm -hmm. So, I'm racially motivated cruelty and violence Mm -hmm. and torture and murder of enslaved people. All right. Yeah. Fun story. So, some people may have already guessed from that that I am telling you the story of Madame Delphine La Larie. Oh, I'm putting some things that you've said together, but I don't on my own know this. Okay, so let me just say up front, La Larie, I heard originally on And That's Why We Drink, and on And That's Why We Drink, M pronounced it as La Laurie. Mm-hmm. I apologize if I say La Laurie. <laughs> Just because it's technically La Lurie okay. because she, she's French. Well, her family's French and Irish, but the La Lurie last name is French. Okay. Also, <laughs> this one is less excusable. I apologize if I say it's in New Orleans, Louisiana. That's just for some reason the way I grew up saying it instead of New Orleans. It's how a lot of people say it. Yeah. So I, I, I've heard, though, that locals hate it when you say New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do my best to do say New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But if I get caught up in the moment, I'm going to probably say New Orleans. 
So Delphine was born as Marie Delphine McCarthy on March 19th, 1787 in New Orleans, Louisiana. Now, a fact I heard recently is that like back in the old days, you were named two first names. So hers is Marie Delphine mm-hmm. and Marie, the first first name was an homage to somebody else, but you were actually called your second first name. So everybody knew her as Delphine, not Marie. Okay. Okay. So both of her parents were really high society people. Her father was from Ireland. Her mother was from France. They were aristocrats. I mean, bankers, congressmen, not congressmen, but like politicians widely viewed in high society in New Orleans. Most of them were also slave owners. And she was born with red hair. Oh, okay. Yep. She was known for having long red hair because her father was Irish. So, fun fact, her baptismal record was not actually entered into the register until she was about five years old, which they usually would only do if the child was sickly. Were they Catholic? Yes. Irish Catholic. So, it's where you would sprinkle the baby. Well, yes. So she had the baptism. Mm -hmm. I was baptized Catholic. I didn't know that. Yeah. Her record wasn't entered into the register until she was almost five. And they usually only do that when a child is very sickly and they might die any moment. (laughs) There's a good chance that she was very sick when she was younger. She's one of five. I think she's on the younger side. But when she was four, the Haitian Revolution happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you recall that from history class or not, but the Haitian Revolution was basically in the island that's now known as Haiti. um, It was very, very bad conditions for enslaved people. And I mean, not that you know what I mean. Not that any conditions (laughs) were good. Yeah. (laughs) So the entire island basically revolted and it was successful. Mm -hmm. And... Unfortunately, the cause and effect of that was everybody was afraid of another revolution happening stateside. And so they became more strict and more abusive Ah. towards their slaves. She actually had a uncle who owned slaves who was also murdered because they were revolting. And so people think that her growing up in this environment kind of started her pretty early on and being very fearful and hateful towards enslaved people. Gotcha. Yes. In 1800, Delphine married Don Ramon de Lopez y Anguello, who was a high-ranking Spanish royal officer at the St. Louis Cathedral in New Orleans. That was where they got married. So (laughs) I wasn't quite tracking it on the Wikipedia page. Um, A lot of history things were happening around them where- History things tend to happen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But basically, technically Louisiana wasn't Louisiana yet. It was like, Florida and Louisiana were the same thing and then at first it was owned by the Spaniards and then the Mexicans and then it was owned by the British and then it was a US state. So they hadn't done the Louisiana purchase yet. Yeah. So it was like a lot of things were going in between Mm -hmm. and 
for some reason, her husband, who was a high-ranking Spanish official, they had to go to Spain together. They explained it. I had no idea what they were trying to explain because there were a lot of Spanish words thrown in there, too. Mm -hmm. But basically, they had to go to Spain. And Delphine was pregnant at this point. And when they were out there, she was staying somewhere, and then he went to Havana. So they were separated, and then he died mysteriously and suddenly. Are, are we suspicious about the mysterious and sudden death? I was at first, but then everybody was like, well, they were nowhere near each other. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. Maybe he was just assassinated, you know? And then she gave birth to their daughter, and then took her daughter and went back to New Orleans. And the daughter's name... So, remember, her name is Marie Delphine. And at this point, whatever his last name was. Um, now, their daughter's name is Marie Borgia Delphine Lopez y Angelo de la Candelaria. And she was nicknamed Borquita. Okay. <laughs> um, and she never shows up again. She never shows up again. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to point out that Marie and Delphine are both in her name. Okay. Yeah. In 1808, she married a man named Jean Blanc, who was a banker, a merchant, a lawyer, and a legislator. Busy. Very busy. Jean purchased 409 Royal Street in New Orleans for them, and it became known as Villa Blanc. And Delphine had four children with Jean. They had three girls and one boy. And this is why I mentioned the other girl's name. Oh, no. Girl number one, Marie Louise Pauline. Okay. Girl number two, Louise Marie Lar. Lar? Lar. L-A-U-R-E. Oh, like lore. Lore. Yeah, I guess. And then girl number three, again, Marie Louise Jean. Somebody get them a baby book. Yeah. Like a baby name book. Yep. And then girl number, or boy, the fourth boy, or the fourth one who is a boy, is Jean-Pierre Pauline. This makes me think of ancient Rome when it was like, you have Octavia the Elder, and here is her younger sister, Octavia the Younger. Or like the, I forget the, the, the the um phrase but it's like dave and not dave dave and not dave <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like it was like dave and anti-dave or something like that but it like directly translates to you name your first one dave and you name your second one not dave <laughs> oh my god yeah it's great but every single one of them have pr marie in there except for the boy mm -hmm. all three girls have louise in there <laughs> and then it's just it's so many it's so much. Anyway, I just had to point that out because they cannot name people. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. So that husband died um, <laughs> in 1816. Okay. So then... Wait, how did he die? He just died. We, we don't have any other... No, he okay. just died. He just died. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then in 1825, she was 35 years old. And she married a physician named Leonard Louis Nicholas Lalori. And so his name was Leonard Louis, or Louis, excuse me. He was a Frenchman, but everybody calls him Louis, not Leonard. Okay. So Louis was much younger than she was. She was 35, so she was basically an old hag at this point. <laughs> and, 
I saw somewhere that said he was 20 years younger than her. Well, so they he said almost been... 20 years, but that would have been him at 15, and he was a doctor at this point. Mm, so probably not. They probably exaggerated the almost 20. So he was probably younger than her, yeah. but maybe not quite as bad as they're talking about. Yeah, okay. I have a feeling he was at least 20 because Let's he was a doctor. Let's say Yeah. Okay. So they met because, so he would be considered like a chiropractor today. And he graduated at the bottom of his class. Okay. So <laughs> they met because one of Delphine's daughters, no idea which one, had a mal- uh, Marie. I feel like her name is Marie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Marie's in there somewhere. She had a malformed spine and she was very sick because of it. As Robin sits up in a proper stand. <laughs> Anytime anybody mentions spines or posture, I just remember how much mine sucks. <laughs> but so Louis treated her daughter with medical equipment that, quote, looked torturous, end quote. Probably was. Mm-hmm. However, Delphine's daughter did not get better, though Delphine was like, ooh, who's Louis? So Louis actually went back to France and he stayed there for a bit. Mm-hmm. But then Delphine was like, um, you got to come back. And he's like, no. And she was like, but I'm pregnant. <gasps> <laughs> and he's like, uh, no. <laughs> and then, what? So she went to his older brother and was like, okay. hey, so your little brother got me pregnant out of wedlock and you need to tell him to come back from France. Oh my God. And the brother was like, Heck yeah, I'm bringing him back to France from France because he can't like ruin your honor like this. Go older brother. Yeah, so um the older brother wrote to him and was like, come back to New Orleans now. And he's like, Ugh, fine. So he came back and they got married. And supposedly had that child and one more child, but I literally can never they are never mentioned again. The children? Yeah. Okay. There are three specific children that are mentioned again. Her only son so far, and two of the other Marie Louises, but um, I don't know which ones. Okay. So, they got married, and in 1831, she purchased a half-built house at 1140 Royal Street. So, she bought it. It was in her name, which was La Laurie at this point. And her husband had very little to do with it. She arranged for the finishing of the house and had it built to her standards. So it was this two-floory mansion, they called it. Though it doesn't really look that big in today's standards. Mm -hmm. And then it also had slave quarters built onto it. It sounded like it was a separate building, but when I was watching other things later... I think it was actually, like, an attic room with staircases kind of, like, going down into the main building. Okay. And that was what would become the LaLaurie Mansion. Then in 1832, she took Louis to court and petitioned for separation of bed and board from her husband because he had treated her in such a manner as to render their living together unsupportable. Mm -hmm. She claimed that in public he had beaten her and bruised her and he would yell at her a lot. Her kids testified against him, saying, yes, he did this. She was often seen with bruises, things like that. Okay. So it wasn't a divorce, but basically she was like, they had like a relationship where it's like, they would be deeply, deeply, deeply in love. And then they would get in an argument and be literally physically fighting with each other. And then 
hate each other and separate for a little bit. It's basically the worst kind of toxic. Yeah, and then they would come back together and be deeply, deeply, deeply in love. Mm -hmm. And it would just cycle like that. And so she was granted the separation of bed and board. So he wasn't allowed to live there anymore. But he would still come... And she was a socialite, Mm -hmm. so he would always come to her dinner parties because they were married. I mean, it sounds like petitioning to be separated from him was a very public thing. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he was always there. There is an event later he was there for, so. Okay. A lot of people kind of saw her as a very kind and gentle woman who had a lot of misfortune in her life, but she rose above it. However... There was one night where she was having a party, a grand old party. Her husband was there. It was April 10th, 1834. And Rob and I have a very specific date for that party, so you know what that means. I do know what that means. So, the mansion caught fire. Huh. And all sorts of things came to light, if you'll pardon the pun. Oh. Okay, that took a second. (laughs) But before we get to what happened at the fire let me tell you about what led up to the fire mm-hmm. are we still on april 10th we're going back to the 30s 1830 to 32 oh we're going back years yes okay in public delphine was seen as very polite to black people mm-hmm. and even quote solicitous solicitous she solicitous. asked yeah she asked about <laughs> the health of those enslaved, end quote. Okay. However, people enslaved on her property were noticeably haggard and wretched. Also a quote. In the four years between 1830 and 1834, there were 13 documented deaths of enslaved people at the Lawlery Mansion. Mm-hmm. The causes of deaths are not known. However, they do include the deaths of a woman named Bon and her four children, Juliet, Florence, Jules, and Leontine. Hmm. However, at the same time, Delphine freed two enslaved people, Jean-Louis in 1819 and Devence in 1832. So people had rumors that she mistreated them, but also... There were a lot of people being like, well, she freed two of them. She's always so kind about other people's slaves. They're quick to make excuses. Yes. Yes. So there were, there were whispers and and unfortunately a lot of the people who were like speaking out against her were people who had a motive to want to speak out against her. Unfortunately, Um, she had a neighbor who apparently was constantly asking for her hand in marriage and even though she was already married and she kept turning him down and as men are ought to do when women turn them down he becomes very angry and wants to tear her down so it's like can you really trust his testimony mm-hmm. it's a whole lot of mess plus this is in the 1830s <laughs> so we don't really have reputable sources and things like that. And the only newspaper that really reported on this, where I get most of my information from, is viewed as the same as a tabloid newspaper. Oh, Like yeah. the I Married Bigfoot kind of. Oh, yeah, I don't believe a word that is printed on those types of uh, tabloids that I see at, like, the supermarket. However, in mm-hmm. this one, 
this was literally the only newspaper well there was a couple of newspapers who reported there was a fire but there weren't this was the only newspaper that published a lot of the details and since she was so high in society i can't help but wonder if they the other newspapers were afraid to yeah because she had a lot of political connections gotcha so i almost i trust this one to an extent Okay. The public had rumors that she treated her slaves poorly, and a lawyer was sent to the mansion to, quote, remind Delphine about the laws for the, quote, upkeep of enslaved people. Mm-hmm. The lawyer found no evidence of wrongdoing or mistreatment, and so the rumors began to fade. However, one of her neighbors, the neighbor I told you about that vied for her attention, saw an enslaved girl jump out a window to evade a whipping from Delphine, who was seen behind her holding the whip. The little girl's body was hidden in a well on the grounds. So she died by jumping out? She fell from the window, yes. The neighbor technically could not have seen this because she fell into the courtyard. So we couldn't have seen what happened to the body. Right. However... There are testimonies that came after the fire from people who were also enslaved on the property who said that the girl was actually 12 years old. Her name was Leah, and they said that she was brushing Delphine's hair and hit a snag, pulling on her hair a little bit, and Delphine immediately grabbed the whip and started chasing her. And so... And she kept the whip, like, in the house? Like, right next to her. Okay. Yeah. So... The story coming from Delphine Mm -hmm. was that, oh, she was just playing and she slipped. But Mm -hmm. everybody else was saying, no, you literally were chasing her around with a whip and she rather would fall from into the courtyard than get whipped by you. Yeah. So they put her body in the well and then they hid her body in the well. And then there was an investigation done and they found the body in the well. She was found guilty of illegal cruelty, which... Imagine what you have to do to be found of illegal cruelty in the 1830s. It, yeah, I I was already thinking that, like, the uh, rules for, quote, upkeep, which is its own thing. I, I mean, how invested were these people into making sure enslaved people were treated okay? I, I really can't think they were too invested. Yeah, and you, you have to be, like, doing some serious stuff mm-hmm. to make people be like, mm. Maybe that isn't right. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was found guilty, she was, quote, forced to forfeit nine enslaved people. Okay. However, the nine people were immediately purchased by relatives of hers and brought back to the Lurie Mansion. Okay. Yep. Awesome. When you make people a commodity that can be purchased, it turns into bad situations almost right almost almost there were also reports that she would chain her cook to the stove but nothing was done to investigate this or correct this so delphine's hate for the people she enslaved in her house were so great that she even beat her own children when they would try to feed the slaves like her children would try to feed them show Mm -hmm. them a little bit of kindness i guess and delphine would beat her own kids So back to the fire. Back to the fire. The fire started in the kitchen. When the fire marshals and police arrived, they found the cook, a 70-year-old black woman, chained to the stove by her ankle, 
just like the reports said. They evacuated her and learned that she had started the fire in a suicide attempt because she feared punishment from Lollery or Delphine. She feared to be brought into the uppermost room and said that when slaves were brought there, they weren't brought back. So this was the night of the party. There were a bunch of people at the party and they're like, hey, we have to make sure everybody's evacuated. Is there anyone in the slave quarters? Delphine and Louis were like, oh, no, no, not at all. Let's just leave. And, and they're Louis like, is her husband, right? Yes. Okay. And she, they're like, no, we have to check, make sure everybody's out. And she's like, no, don't go in there. You don't need to go in there. Mm. And so the people were like, give us the keys we're going in there and she said no and so they broke down the door and when they entered that's when they saw the really bad stuff so please brace yourself if you don't want to hear this i recommend fast forwarding like maybe five to ten minutes so this is the true stuff there were seven people in there more or less horribly mutilated they were hanging from their necks Not a noose, but, like, up against a wall with an iron bar, so they weren't strangling. Mm. They were just hanging from their necks. And their limbs were stretched and torn from one extremity to another, and they claimed to have been imprisoned there for months. They were all heavily emaciated. It was a windowless room, Mm -hmm. so there's no knowing how long they actually were in there. Because I imagine if you're in there like that, a day feels like an eternity, yeah. But it, you also lose track of time. So they say months, but it could be like a year, you know? It could have been anything. Yeah. So throughout the house, they found several other people. There was a woman wearing an iron collar, an old woman with a deep head wound that had maggots in it that was too weak to walk out of the house, so she had to be carried. All of them were emaciated, several shown signs of being flayed with a whip. Some were bound in restrictive postures and others wore spiked iron collars that kept their heads still. So, like, it had spikes on it, so if they moved, it would stab them. Gotcha. Kind of like a jigsaw torture device. So, you remember when you did the story on Lavinia Fisher? You were like, here's the fake story, and now I'm going to tell you the real story? Yes. That was the real story, and now I'm going to tell you what I'm pretty sure is the fake story. Okay, okay. So, I'm like 98% sure this didn't happen. However, I was tempted to not even really mention it. But if you even Google LaLaurie, every single source is going to tell you this was real. And so, if I don't mention it and people who believe in it hear me not mention it, they're going to be like, you covered up the worst of it. So, why do you think this isn't real? Because all of what I've told you came out within 10 years of the fire. Mm -hmm. What I'm about to tell you came out in 1940s and on. Okay. So over 100 years later, no other record of this has ever been found before the 1940s. Okay. So the only reason I say I'm 98% sure it's not true is because the people who wrote about this were New Orleans locals. So it could have been passed down verbally, you Mm. know? However, again, there's a huge caveat to that, where even if it was passed down verbally, and it is what the people believe are true, it's like one of those situations where the story gets greater and greater. It's like snowballs, you know? Yeah. 
so everybody wants to make it sound more shocking. Mm-hmm. If you go on a tour, haunted tour of Louisiana or New Orleans, that would be a very big tour of Louisiana. <laughs> I'm so tired of walking. <laughs> but if you go on a haunted tour of New Orleans, they're definitely going to bring you here and tell you this story. If you read a book about it, they're going to tell you the story and tell you like it's true. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, but it's I'm, I don't think it's true. So there is a book written by Janie de la Vinge. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Could it be that? Potentially, yeah. Um, She wrote a book in 1945 called The Ghost Stories of Old New Orleans. And in the book, she claims that Delphine was a sadistic old lady, true, who thirsted for violence and had to come up with worse and worse inflictions to be satisfied. Potentially less true. Mm -hmm. The book claims that in the fire, they also found the following. And this is gross. Naked men with their eyes gouged out and their fingernails pulled. Men with their joints skinned and infected. People with holes cut out of their bodies, particularly their butts and other fatty areas. People with their ears shredded or lips sewn shut. People with their intestines pulled out and knotted around their waists. People with holes in their skulls with a stick to stir their brain. Then, in 1998, a ghost tour operator named Kalila Katharina Smith wrote a book called Journey into Darkness, Ghosts and Vampires of New Orleans, and she added to the list of monstrosities. She said that they also found a woman who had her arms amputated and her skin peeled in a circular pattern that made her look like a caterpillar, a woman who had her legs broken or her limbs broken and reset at odd angles so that she resembled a human crab and was stuffed in a box. Men with their skin peeled to show the muscles and people covered with honey and black ants. So if you hear about the mansion and these things, these didn't come about until a hundred years after the fires mm-hmm. happened, which I honestly, I think that's extremely messed up. That's people would just create this. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's enough there. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously torture going on in that house. Yeah, and it's it's like, these are potentially real, this is a real pain felt by the black people mm-hmm. in our country. You don't need to, like, glorify it. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to talk it up, like, as in, like, oh, and it's, like, almost like you're, you're, you're saying their pain wasn't enough, so you had to make it extra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it bothered me a lot that they just decided to... It's like they were saying, oh, that's not good enough. I need to sell my book and profit off of this. You're sensationalizing it when it's exactly. already awful. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm sitting here and I'm telling you, don't worry, the crab woman wasn't real. It's like, oh, thank God. But mm-hmm. it's like, she's still tortured yeah slaves and murdered slaves <laughs> like mm-hmm. so i don't know i just wanted to take a minute to get my frustration out about that yeah yeah <laughs> so uh back to the facts so um delphine's husband louis was questioned about the treatment of the enslaved people and he said some people had better stay at home rather than come into others houses and dictate laws and meddle with other people's business Wow. He basically said stay in your lane. He did. Uh, I'd say not in this situation, Mm -mm. bud. Not in this situation. Nope. 
so when the sites within the mansion became known to the town and they realized it had been hours and yet Delphine and Louis had not yet been arrested. They were just chilling, not arrested. Hours later, mm-hmm. the people got mad just a bit. And so they gathered in an angry mob and attacked the Lollery mansion and tore it apart. Okay. So that's when the police came. <laughs> they, well, I'm sorry, they didn't come originally? The, well, when... they came with the fire to put the fire away. Did not arrest the Lollery's. Oh and then when the mob happened, that's when they came back. Mm-hmm. And they're like dispersing the crowd. And unfortunately, at that point, Delphine and Louis had already escaped with two of their or three of the, her do- kids, the son and two of her daughters. Mm. Fun fact: the butler also helped them in torturing all the enslaved people, and they left him behind. Okay. So he got the brunt of it. Not them. Not them. Okay. So the house had major damage, with quote scarcely anything remaining but the walls. Mm-hmm. It was torn down and burned to the ground. And the enslaved people were brought to the local jail and put on public display. Why? I don't know. Up to 4,000 people came to see them to, quote, convince themselves of their sufferings, end quote. Did, did they receive medical attention? Well, potentially, but in the weeks that followed, two enslaved people died from their injuries. I don't, I kind of doubt it. Okay. There was also the investigation where they um, found two bodies on the ground, one being Leah's, even though I thought her body was found previously. The other one was unknown. Some sources say that they found like four or five bodies on the grounds. I only could find one reputable source that said two. Okay. In the um, Jean Levine's book, the first one from before, she also says that when the house was being rebuilt, they found numerous human skeletons beneath it just poured in without ceremoniously without ceremony barely buried and some with holes in their skulls Mm. but again i don't fully believe that okay so because again it's coming from 100 years later not because i doubt delphine's cruelty gotcha so delphine escaped during the confusion of mob with her husband i don't think he went to france with them but she took a coach to the waterfront and then got on a boat that's called a schooner and went to Mobile, Alabama. Mobile. Mobile? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mobile, Alabama, where she was able to purchase tickets and escaped to Paris. Oh, so she just got off scot-free. She got off scot-free. She lived in Paris with two of her daughters and her son. Her son wrote to a brother-in-law in 1842, eight years after the fire, and said that Delphine wished to return to New Orleans. And everybody close to her were like, no, you'd be lynched Mm -hmm. if you went back to New Orleans. And her son wrote in the same letter that he didn't believe that she knew exactly why they had to leave New Orleans. Really? Yes. Like, they legit didn't think that she knew the error of her ways. Her moral compass was just that off. Yes. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was like, I want to go back. That's where I'm from. I want to go back. And they're like, no, you'd be immediately arrested if you weren't immediately killed, you know? Mm-hmm. She allowed her family to convince her not to go back to New Orleans. 
and she died in Paris on December 7th, 1849, never facing a single consequence of her actions. Some say that she died in a boar hunting accident, but there wasn't really any proof of that. There is a plate in in the St. Louis church where she got married in New Orleans, not in St. Louis, Missouri, um, that said she died in 1842. However, French records say that she died in 1849. Okay, I probably go by the French records. Well, yes, because she was 62 in 1849 when she supposedly died. However, there was a plate found in the St. Louis church that read, I can do this in French, but I'm going to go ahead and read the English transcription. Madame Lalaurie, born Marie Delphine McCarthy, died in Paris, December 7th, 1842, not 49, 42, at the age of 55. According to the French archives, she died in December 49 at the age of 62. However, I looked at a photo of this plaque and it definitely says died at age of and then there was a six and it was broken off. So the plaque said six, like 60 something, but it did say the 42 date. And, you know, people weren't perfect back then. I think they might have put the wrong year on the plate. Okay, I'm going to assume 49. Yeah, so she probably died in the 49. So the house at 1140 Royal Street is not the same building as it was because it burned to the ground. So at the same location, though, the LaLaurie Mansion was in 1838 rebuilt by a man named Pierre Trattstor, and it was then used as a public high school, a conservatory of music, an apartment building, a refuge for young delinquents, a bar, a furniture store, a luxury apartment building. I saw another source that said it was also a girls-only school, elementary school. Also, it was a homeless shelter at one point. Like, it was a whole sorts of buildings because no owner owned it for more than a few years at a time. Mm-hmm. It currently has three floors, and the slave quarter on the quote-unquote third floor was expanded and remodeled. Okay. And in April 2007, my favorite actor, Nicolas Cage, (laughs) bought the house for $3.45 million. However, he spent all of his money on just weird things, and the house ended up being foreclosed on and sold to Regions Bank. I was about to say, you know what, it checks out because I did hear that Nick Cage spent his money oddly. Yes. He just went around the world and bought weird things. That he really didn't have the money for. Like, he was acting like he was billionaire, but he was only a millionaire. Only. Yeah, get in your lane, Nick Cage. <laughs> I I was looking up one source. <laughs> and this is the last bullet point I have for part one. But... I thought you said part A. Part A. Whatever. <laughs> I saw one source, and I will link to it. It said, clearly this person didn't like him. Nicholas Cage indeed owned this house for a short time. It is also true that he managed his money as well as he acts (laughs) and no longer owns the house. Oh my god. Yes. So it is currently owned by a, um, I think I saw somebody phrase it as an energy investor, but an oil tycoon, a Texas oil tycoon. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So that is the true crime portion of the mansion of 
La Lurie. Thank you for sharing. That terrible, terrible. Yeah, it was deeply disturbing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you like today's I, episode. I always hate ending trickles <laughs> with that. Uh, y'all know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all know what to do. Uh, also, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunted hospitality. Yes. And also, you can see my um, blog and my sources at hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. If you have your own spooky story, you can send it to us at hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. We are on the interwebs. You can find us on TikTok at... You can find us on Twitter at Haunted House <laughs> and on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Haunted Hospitality. We hope to see you there. Stay, Stay spooky. spooky.